0: Dr. Lee Vanderloo is with ParticipAction, and we had a chance to talk with Dr. Vanderloo about just the rat race that exists, but something that has been proposed that you might want to try, at least before the mosquitoes of August get too, too bad, and it's something called forest bathing. Here is Dr. Vanderloo telling us exactly what forest bathing is.
1: Uh, yeah, so forest bathing um, is an ancient tradition that's actually been, um, people have been participating in it in Japan, so also otherwise known as Shinrin-yoku, um, and it really is just, when you think of any other bath, it's really just immersing yourself in green spaces, forested areas, um, and really allowing, you know, in this sense, the, the surroundings of being in nature uh, to really kind of, quote-unquote, wash over you and the benefits that come with it.
0: So this is a walk in the forest or do you have to go into the forest and find a place to sit down?
1: No, it can be really, it's really just the, you know, the art of just spending time in forested or green spaced areas and really just the benefits. So do, you know, and the the beauty of that is that it can be walking and wheeling. It can be stopping to take, you know, a little bit of a pause, a little bit of a break and just kind of, you know, observing the surroundings whatever you want to make of it i think that's something that's really great is that it's you know just anything you want to do while in the presence of uh you know the forest green space trees
0: dr vandaloo you would think that this would just be something we did naturally how naturally are we actually doing this if you live in a city how important is it to actually consciously do this
1: Yeah, I mean, I think what's great about this is, like you said, like living in a place like Canada, we are surrounded by umpteen amounts of green space, even in a place like Toronto um, or London. You know, we certainly have a bunch of uh, parks, green spaces um, that we can be doing, but really such a small amount um, of us are actually doing it on a regular basis. And I think part of the reason about that is that, Many of us think that in you know recent research and surveys that have been conducted have really demonstrated that People tend to think that in order to get any benefits from being outside in nature, we need to spend a lot of time and we tend to overestimate just how much time we need uh, to gain any benefits. And so I think that ends up presenting a little bit of a, you know, a deterrent or barrier. It's like, well, I don't have an hour every single day, you know, to just be with nature. Um, But that is actually completely untrue. It's that um, it's really any amount of time. As soon as you're kind of immersed in that space, you're outdoors, you're just getting that many extra benefits. Um, And especially in um, more heavily dense forested areas, we're going to see just that kind of added bang for your buck in terms of actually calming your overall autonomic nervous system, which is our body's flight or flight response, we're going to see a decrease in stress hormones circulating so adrenaline and cortisol. We're going to just actually start to feel physically more relaxed and that physical tension kind of dropping and removing itself.
0: Dr. Lee Vanderloo joining us, Knowledge Translation Manager with ParticipAction. We hear the word burnout and for some professions over the last two and a half years, it's still real. Other professions, other workplaces, maybe you've been able to identify, yeah, you know, I got to think about that work-life balance that for whatever reason in Ontario, we never really talked a lot about, never really focused on, maybe we're doing that a little bit more. You have a study that looked at millennials and and how they're doing in terms of maybe taking that time to rest, recharge, because millennials right now make up a big chunk of our workforce. What did you find from that?
1: Yeah, so what we found is that interestingly, that particular cohort, um, really one were some of the groups that were feeling um some of the most stress. And again, like you said, that workforce. Um, you know, we, and I'll include myself since I since I'm also a millennial in terms of that kind of constantly hustle, bustle. Um, you know, we kind of wear this idea of being overprogrammed or lacking sleep as this badge of honor. Um, and yeah, I think when the pandemic hit and a lot of us had to shift, um, a lot of people had to reprioritize. Um you know what 's important what 's really a value is that we started to really emerge just how important you know work life balance and I think it was always thought of this nice to have before like wouldn't that be nice if I had you know my evenings and weekends back to myself or if I feel like I could actually truly disconnect at the end of the day um and what it w- once the pandemic hit, it became it's like, oh no, this is actually something like I need to have, not just a nice to have and like you said. Burnout is very much a real thing. It was before the pandemic started. It was exacerbated once the pandemic arrived. And I think, you know, as we've been starting to navigate out of the pandemic, and, you know, it obviously still being a very real thing right now, um, but people have started to reevaluate, like, what truly is important to me. And there was quite a bit of research that came out that, you know, Uh, millennials are spending more time in nature um, than they were before the pandemic and a huge percentage of them are actually noticing, recognizing and can attest to the benefits of being outside in nature or outdoors in general. Part of that could be because um, despite the outdoors always being there, uh, when the pandemic hit for many of us, that was our only option of doing anything we couldn't do anything else everything else was closed um if you wanted to see other people um have a change of routine it really meant having to take it outdoors and so I think there's also that extra you know we kind of got pulled the curtain back and could see like look how great it is and we just have to step outside.
0: Participations Dr. Lee Vanderloo with us Love it. You know, a lack of sleep is a badge of honor. I don't know where that comes from, but that's got to be something we've got to get rid of.
1: Absolutely. Like, I think we tend to also underestimate how important sleep is um, in that not only for feeling like alert our productivity, even, you know, for for safety reasons, in terms of being on the job, operating cars. Um, But we also know that there's a lot of research emerging, not only for mental health. So that's usually when we do feel that we're feeling, you know, experiencing symptoms of depression or anxiety, usually sleep or uh, changes in sleep. So not sleeping, sleeping too much. um, It tends to be one of those primary indicators that, you know, something we might have to tweak there. Um, But also a lot emerging in the obesity literature, Um, you know, having improper sleep, inconsistent sleep schedules, not enough is also one of those kind of risk factors for weight gain. And so when we look at our current lifestyle, where physical activity really has been socially engineered out of our day to day lives, um, reevaluating that it's really all movement behaviors, not just how much we move. So in physical activity, but almost, but as well, how much time we're spending sleeping, as well as time being sedentary and in front of screens. So we really need to think about all of those behaviors um, together and rather than in silos, but interconnected and integratively.
0: Dr. Vanderloo, thanks for helping us to think about them right now. Have a great long weekend.
1: Thank you. You as well. Appreciate the opportunity to come on here and speak.
0: We'll talk again. That's Dr. Lee Vanderloo from ParticipAction.